しさにまぶたを閉じた君のこと誰の目にも触れない影に Hey everyone, and welcome back to Class 1A, a My Hero Academia podcast presented by Popped Off. It's been a while, so I can't say as always, but I am one of your homeroom teachers, Advert, aka Andrew Nimsgren, and alongside me I have Fanfic and James Graham, who I am so happy to talk to you because we did a pre recorded episode last week. The week before that, you guys did vigilantes because I didn't have internet. I didn't even know if I was going to have internet today. So we made it just in time. We're back. We get to talk to my hero. And I got to ask, how are you guys doing? Good. The boys are back in town. I'm excited.、Um, it, has been, it has been a minute since we, we did a show together. So. It's been a minute since we even really talked.、Like、yeah. The three of us talk at least what, a couple times a week. And it's been probably a good two weeks since we've really done everything as the three of us. So. I think I mean, it's. Like, talk, like, sit down and talk. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah. We, do, we, do send, we do send constant my hero memes in, in, in a Slack channel that we have together. But. That's, yeah, that's, that, that's the bulk of our conversation lately. But I'm glad to know that Dylan has been reduced to just his hero name, and I don't even have a hero name anymore. So I appreciate. What do you mean? <laughs> oh, it was it was Dylan just as fanfic, and then me as James Graham. But anyway, no, I'm just. It's your first. Didn't I say? I, yeah, it's my first. It's one your first back. one back. It's fine, dude. It's fine. But yeah, no, it's、uh, we're banging off the rust. The three of us are back together. It's a good. It's a good time. So I'm curious to see how good you guys are gonna do with the rest of it, <laughs> and how bad that'll go. We're gonna do. We're gonna do just fine. You know why? That that. Because you should make sure to tell all your friends about it and leave a five star review on whatever podcast platform you listen to us on. Yeah, if you also have any suggestions for additional notes, segments we can do,、um, you know, maybe doing like a hot take before we,、uh, before we you know, actually record, let us know over on、uh, Twitter at popped underscore off or email us at contact at poppedoff.com. But let's jump into chapters 26. Through 30 of the My Hero, and,、um, My Hero Academia Vigilantes manga. And just apologizing now, I missed the last one, so I read all 10 episodes last night. So if I reference something like, oh yeah, in these chapters, totally my bad. I had the summaries, but I'm just 100% going to reference something that was not in these chapters. But in chapter 26, we see Knuckle Duster talking to Giran, who we know is the kind of the supplier for the League of Villains in the My Hero Academia anime. Um, he is requesting a bunch of painkillers, chemicals to kill insects, and one last thing that we don't know, quite know what it is. And then we go back to the current fight where we see Queen、um, falling onto the floor, and her body is basically destroyed and dead.、Um, Knuckle Duster pulls out the Queen Bee from Tamio's body, and we learn that his taser, Knuckles, also has a defibrillator in him because now that the Queen Bee is out, the body is basically dead. And he uses the defibrillator to bring Tamio back, his actual daughter versus Queen. And then on the street,、um, we see Taro, the eel looking, used to be boy, now he's just a giant monster thing,、um, being handcuffed. But Eraser says that he'll watch him long enough for the performance because Eraser's picked up on how big of a pop step fan he is. And a mysterious man dressed as a cop grabs one of Queen's B and continues to walk away, kind of being suspicious.、Um, Chapter 27, Koichi takes on the three Dermstone brothers again, but misses them, and Knuckle Duster suddenly arrives and beats the shit out of them as usual. Another pervert shows up on the roof who gets naked and jumps off the roof, and somehow gets off to scaring people while catching himself with those wings, and that's kind of like his. I don't even know. 
But Knuckle Duster also takes him out. And then at the end of the episode, Koichi's like, oh, why don't you come back to the penthouse with us? But he says he's too busy to go back and just ends up walking off. Chapter 28, Koichi finds Knuckle Duster's equipment and mask and cleans them. Just kind of debating where he is because he hasn't really been around the penthouse very much. And then Makado shows up wanting to interview um, Knuckle Duster, but obviously he hasn't been around. We see Soga, one of the first villains in the show, helping Tamio as she first wakes up in the hospital. Pretty much under the threat of Knuckle Duster. I still don't know how that relationship works, but he's there because of Knuckle Duster. And then Knuckle Duster shows up to help his daughter, who's just kind of coming. And he asks where, um, Tamio asks where her mother is. Um, he, uh, Knuckle Duster says that they just missed him. But really, we see in a flashback that his wife is being rolled down the hallway in a hospital bed. Not looking in good shape, probably going into some kind of surgery. But we don't quite know what happened to her. Chapter 29, we see Koichi fighting, but really running away from a giant mantis villain. Papa's advertising her upcoming show. Ko Koichi says, call for a real hero. But she already has, and Captain Celebrity shows up and saves him. Uh, Captain Celebrity takes Koichi and Pop back to the penthouse. And pretty much says, I'm not a fan of the extra workload you're doing. So if you can't take on a villain, don't actually take them on. Uh, Makado and TC have to take off because he has a busy, busy schedule and he's not going to be able to come to Pop's upcoming performance, which he was hoping he could. And then at the very end, Koichi ends up uh, debating carrying a weapon, kind of like Knuckle Duster's um, brass knuckles, but um, Pop is against that. Finally, Chapter 30, Pop has another performance with a couple of other acts, some we've seen before, some we haven't. And we also learned that um, thanks to the couple of heroes that are off duty, such as Aizawa and Midnight and then the police officer we see so many times, um, that the new type of trigger villains aren't the instant villains we were seeing originally, but instead they're genetically enhanced to pretty much handle lethal doses of trigger. And that's why we saw that Teru is pretty much a big giant slime monster now instead of like the weird version he was before. And at the same time, we see that Bat's Bee Demon arrive that uh, Ingenium took down with the help of Koichi earlier in the series as CC and Ingenium are doing a commercial. And the creature goes straight after Koichi and see Captain Celebrity falls after him. And we see that he's obviously been modified as well to being an actual giant bat and faster than ever. Um, Koichi is picked up by the bat villain, but Captain Celebrity saves him right away and thanks Koichi for being the bait. And that is pretty much where the chapter ends. This was a very packed chapter with a lot of different things, so I'd probably miss some things there. But we can always talk about them in cap. But that's the overall recaps of episodes or chapters 26 to 30. Yeah, I actually want to dive into the very first one because um, I want to I want to like talk about a little detail because um, I think we perceived it differently. Um, so the gear in part, um, my interpretation of that part was actually that Knuckle Duster was the one calling Gearin. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Right? I'm sorry. That's that's what I heard. Okay, yeah. okay. the way that you phrase it. We see Knuckle Duster talking to Gearin, requesting okay. painkillers, chemicals, and one more thing. Okay, sorry. I wasn't reading it. I was just listening to it, and it sounded a little bit different. I, um, but no, I okay. might have was off. So uh, that, that has a lot. That's like load. That's very, that scene, I think is a really loaded scene um, that we definitely shouldn't discount, because it's like, why is he talking with Gearin? Because like, I know Gearin isn't, um, at this point, probably tied to the League of Villains yet in terms of like supplying them, um, like like villains. But he's still like an uh, like he's still a black market dealer, right? Yeah. Like, why does why does uh, Knuckle Duster have these connections? Like, why does Knuckle Duster have these connections to the black market? Why does he? Why is he basically like he's medically a, trained? He's a known customer too. Like Gearin like knows him through right. Like I mean, there's already a pre-established relationship there. 
They he seems to be on like reasonably good terms with Garen. Like I mean, now I've always interpreted Garen as a, a as almost like a uh, not to use like the the D and D alignment, but like chaotic neutral. Like the dude just kind of does like whatever gets. He's just a shady businessman. He, he, he's not good he, or bad. He just cares about money. Exactly right. So even though he does directly send villains to the League of Villains in the show, like I mean, he he's never really like directly affiliated. He's just like, hey, you want to join a criminal organization? Here, here are the guys you want to talk to, right? But yeah, there is a ton of stuff to like unpack between not only Garen, but like like you said, Knuckle Duster. Like the dude has extensive amounts of training in a, like a wide variety of stuff that like his his like his background just isn't adding up at all. So I'm I'm really excited to see this like character development with him. Yeah, because we talked about this um, in the last show, um, Andrew. Um, basically, the stuff Knuckle uh, Knuckle Duster was doing um, in the last couple chapters and in this one was just like. Some some just real ass medical stuff to be honest, right? Like he's like like the way like he's using the defibrillator and like he's trying to you know resuscitate. Is that is resuscitate yeah, the right? Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. Resuscitate his daughter. Like it, it's 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 definitely wild. And like I just want to know more about him. Like why can he do all these things? And why is he have a black market ties? And why is he? Why is he so good at fighting too? <laughs> yeah, there's, how does he learn all these skills? There's a there's a ton of stuff, right? And when they actually like break down the mechanics of like what he's trying to do with his with his taser knuckles, and like even Garen's confused, like so you want to tase somebody and potentially kill them, and then you know bring them back. It's the same thing. To bring back. Yeah, exactly, right? And he's just like, dude, don't worry about it. And he and like it's funny because Garen thinks he's all using it on himself, right? Like in that risk, so. Yeah, no, I, I, I love what we're seeing with him, um, and, like, I don't know, I, I it's a shame, because I, I really got hooked on Knuckle Duster, and then he just, like, for the rest of the chapters, he just kind of disappears into obscurity, right, so. Well, I mean, he just got his daughter. Yeah, well, after. yeah. I mean, we're not knowing how long they had, like, I guess it wasn't really clear how long she's been gone, but very long, and that she, as he's on the phone, and hearing his wife's probably going into surgery or not in good shape, he's still literally fighting. <laughs> yeah and the whole the whole dad uh, those are probably some of these are probably from the previous chapter but the whole daddy's line oh yeah like, we, we we daddy we... knows best and all that i'm sure you guys had fun with that but wait so andrew i have an, i have another detail i want to go over and pass through you to see what you thought what is the time is there like a time skip like a like a like a small one like because like when i was reading the chapters and it was like saying like oh like you know in that first year knuckle duster wasn't around that much or whatever like he was only there for the first couple months Made, made it seem like the the time passing between um that first chapter uh chapter 26 and 27 there was like a couple months like i would say like four to six months skip i'm not sure like i i was a little fuzzy on the details but to me that's what it seemed like there was especially because um 26 they had the uh they had the concert um yeah. and then basically 27 they're advertising another one yeah so, so that was a break in volumes um, so the 2627 is where the volume did end up switching over. So that could have been an I, I was about to look it back up on my phone because I, I did kind of pick up on that vibe a little bit too that Koichi was definitely like being almost sentimental and you don't get sen sentimental over someone that's been just a week or two. And also with Pop's performances, it seems like, hey, I have another show like as if it's kind of a regular thing that she's advertising and she seemed much more part of that crowd. So... I think a year would be too much, but I definitely think like two or three months seems about right, and that's why the surprise of Knuckle Duster showing up for the Durmstrang brothers was also kind of a surprise to Koichi, which 
Yes, he shows up randomly sometimes, but this seems like a little bit bigger of a surprise. And like, hey, why don't you come back and catch up? Um, a lot of it kind of did seem like it was a little bit of a bigger deal than just a week or two. Yeah, so so longer than two months, but shorter than eight, probably. Like, I would say two to six. I two to six. I, I think just, two to six sounds like uh like makes sense. I think the thing I struggle with is, and I guess that is real life a little bit. But Koichi has been developing pretty quickly. And I feel like if six months in the world just kind of all of a sudden skipped by with Koichi not having any kind of improvement, like he still can't take on the Durmstrung brothers, feels very long for him not to improve with how hard he's trying and how he's actually fighting kind of as a vigilante hero versus just Mr. Helper. So I feel like yeah, two so, to three no, so sorry to be like I we're, we're like we're gonna keep going down this rabbit hole a little bit, but I think that's totally fine because like our 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 measure for improvement is like my hero proper which is like them in a classroom setting doing like very intense training like with 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 you know with top superheroes guiding them as opposed to koichi who's just like kind of kicking it on the street with pop and like he's, yeah but he also learned he could semi fly like two weeks ago he, he, and I, the fact think, that six months is gonna go by with no effort towards that does not seem fitting for the character i think that's possible though i mean that was like a so, so, so to me, that's like, like the trope of like, uh, you know, something tragic happens. They discover this ability, then you put the the ability goes on the back burner for a little bit, and you just like think about it. I, I, I think, I think that's something that could happen. So I need to interject a little bit just for for continuity. So we're kind of getting the chapters kind of mumbled together. Um, so the break between twenty eight and twenty nine is where Knuckle Duster disappears. Oh, really? Yeah, twenty twenty six to twenty seven. He's still, like, a regular part of the crew. It's right after they take up the three string of people. So, the brothers, the swan, and the other the, the other bulking dude. Knuckle Duster kind of walks into the into the shadows. They ask him to kind of hang around. He just says no. And then um, he leaves both his bandana and his brass knuckles in their hideout. And then that's really the last they see of him. And then, there's a, then Koichi has a commentary of how, like, that part's still true. That he has that commentary of, like, he wasn't really around that much after that, right? So we're kind of seeing, like, so the power scaling makes sense that he doesn't really have that mastered yet because we're still in that very short time frame. Now we've got our time skip between 28 and 29, and 29 is actually when, you know, Knuckle Duster hasn't been seen for a while, right? So I, I guess the question is, what are we thinking on why he's not showing up? Do we, do we think, uh, so my initial thoughts on this are that he was leaving to go do stuff because his daughter was still in the hospital, so he kind of had like downtime, but like whenever his daughter got better, he's like, "Oh, I have her now full time," and is like doing stuff with her. Yeah. So what I've get like, so I think there's a couple things that you could either have, and it could be either that, um, Knuckle Duster himself, like as the character, could have been a means to the end, a means to the end. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's 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 very interesting because like, I it, it it doesn't feel like he's just like someone who would just jump into this thing and just like and and like do it like on a part-time basis just because he has all that background like he has he has so much background with him and like we we're talking about how like he knows how to fight and like do medical stuff and like he, he has all this it doesn't seem like this is temporary just to save his daughter like it could be like he could just be like an ex i don't know like military person and then that kind of explains it all but i i don't know um and i and and, and even if it was temporary wouldn't it stop when he got his daughter back rather than and she just kind of gets better yeah so i think like i think there's a lot of other like a lot of different angles here like i think 
I could very well see him being like just doing this initially, despite all his background and stuff like that. Like that's really just builds into how he went about it. But I think there's just going to be something that brings him back into Koichi and Pop. Whereas like initially he's like, all right, I got to track her down. I got to save my daughter. My wife's in the hospital. I can only do so much. Right. So I think to me, at least it seems like that was kind of the thing. He doesn't seem like a very sentimental... He seems like a sentimental character, but not like an emotionally like connected character other than with his immediate family because he doesn't even say goodbye to Koichi and Pop. just leaves his stuff, and they take care of it, and that's really it, so... I, th I think we'll see. I think you're under, like... I think there's more to his background. I think his wife died in a little bit of the time jump, and he's spending time with his daughter, and he'll be back. Mm -hmm. I don't think there's any question. I I think we'll get some explanation, but I really think that's just going to be it. Like, I just, I fought so hard to get my daughter back. Now that she's back, I want to spend time with her. But I think he's a hero at heart, and I think he'll be back, and he's just focusing on other things right now is where I really stand on it. I, I do think his wife passed away. Oh, I think yeah, I, that, I think, that'd just be fitting for the character. I, I think that scene made kind of, like, solidified it of where, like, she was getting better and then the, the mom is being, like, put... It looked like it put in the ICU or, like, taken to surgery or whatever. Like, that that totally made sense. Um, the question, I think, though, is, like, why would he come back to being a hero? Because, like, there, it, what, there was an issue of, like, him kind of being disconnected with his daughter, like, before this. And, like, I... Like, to me, what makes sense is that he wouldn't want that disconnect to happen anymore by, you know, running out and going doing hero stuff while she's just at home or whatever. So my, my question is like what what needs to happen to like bring him back into the fold? I I mean I think you could see the similar thing with the wife where his daughter's just in such a state that she can't really like I mean she already was acting more in a better state than his mother but I mean like we don't know with like regression and how like a queen host kind of thing works we have no idea how the mechanics happen behind that so she could she could regress she could be in in hospital forever um, we don't really know plus. Uh, there could be something that happens with the character that he got to kind of watch over her too, right? Uh, the buddy with all the, um, like, I don't, I don't, I can't remember his name for the life of me, but he kind of looks like, uh, Kirishima, but he's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right? So, I mean, like, there could be some interaction with him and that is what initially draws him back in. I could see that where he's fairly troubled himself. Um, I don't know. It's kind of, it's kind of fun to speculate what's going on. Plus, and plus, and we haven't even really talked about, like, the genetic modification of villains so they can handle increased loads of trigger, right? We've seen, like, yeah. we, we saw that talked about, and we've seen that, you know, you do get, like, a regression of personality because our boy is now, like, hanging out with Wolverine and Cyclops, right? Like, I mean, the eel dude's, like, a part of the crew now. Well, he was kind of part of the crew before, but then Queen kind of abducted him. Yes. That's what yeah. happened to yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so I want to t talk about that, too. So sorry for stealing, stealing the reins a little bit, Andrew, but... Um, I want to talk about the, the modification stuff. So when I saw that, like, I, it, like, it instantly, like, led me down, like, the, the thinking of, like, okay, where else have we kind of seen this before? We've kind of seen it with, you know, no moves, right? So it's, like, is, is that where they're getting at? Are they, like, they're tying it back into that, like, bigger, bigger, uh, like, narrative? Like, is this, like, kind of, like, the precursors to, like, what it means to genetically modify something? Like, what's what's going on? Well, we have that, like, potentially happening. And, like, I mean, I and we haven't mentioned this at all. And, Andrew, I don't even think it was in the recap because it was very, it was very, like, pasto. Like, it was very quick. But we had an introduction to a potentially other villain, too. 
the guy in like the EMS uniform that takes the bug. Yeah, the yes. police, the police guy. I mentioned him quickly. But yeah, we don't know anything else about him since. Oh uh, yeah, and I don't know. I don't like. I mean, he's got a scar across his face. We like. I mean, so that doesn't line up with anybody we've seen previously. So I think he's the new big bad, or possibly affiliated with the previous organization that Queen slash, you know, Knuckleduss's daughter, whoever she is, was associated with. So. We could pro- Queen's though. Queen's the beehole. Queen, Queen. Queen's yeah, dead. Queen's dead. Yeah. <laughs> no. So Queen's not necessarily dead. I mean, as long as those bees are alive, I think. I don't know how that works. Well, he he, he, yeah, he, so he the, killed the, the mom. Was alive. Yeah. Yeah. The one. Yeah. Like the 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 injection bee was alive, but he killed them. Like Knuckles has killed the mother. The queen. The queen. Knuckles yeah. yeah, <laughs> killed the queen. Not to be confused with Queen, but he also <laughs> might have killed Queen. <laughs> but so yeah. So Tamio. So there's the host. I, I don't think Queen is dead. It's something I want to throw out there, though. Because they pulled out, like, a little Queen Bee out of Tamiyo. But, that like, there has to be a human connection somewhere. Uh, maybe. We, we don't you know. You can't no, birth a bee. No, no, no. So here here's the thing, though, is um, we've seen that the, the limits of a quirk can go pretty far. What, what, what's to say that, like, this quirk didn't like turn someone into like a like a swarm of bees like like we i don't think we quite know what the extent is to where something could be pushed forward as a quirk but aren't they typically like like i'm assuming like when the kid's born as a cat person they look like a cat person coming out like you can't just turn into a swarm of bees at the age of three there's a lot of like things that can be uh done with quirks and science in the society like the the principal right the principal is not probably born of a human. It, it, he was an animal. He literally was an animal that was like, uh, Genet- like genetically, genetically altered to be yeah. incredibly smart. Like, what's to say that like maybe something didn't happen with the bees, or they genetically altered the bees to be like a sentient like like hive mind? Like, like I I, I think I think we shouldn't limit that because like the extended quarks could be anything. Like you can kind of take it pretty far, and we've like, like yeah, and like I mean, even in this series alone, we're already seeing how quirks like morph and like modify and stuff like that. Even with like Koichi, now it's definitely not to the same scale, but I mean, there's I, the way I see it, there's either two options: you either have a person that was that bee that like Dylan said it was a sentient like sentient like hive mind, or you have a person that can manifest these queen bees that kind of do their own thing, and then it's they're the hive mind that way, but they're still they're still a person at the root, right? So. It's, it's going to be interesting to see how they play that out if we do see another queen character that's just not the queen that Knuckle Duster killed. More or less. Yeah. I think queen's still alive. I I, I, th- I definitely think because of the last scene about, about showing him getting the single B that we haven't seen the last of, of queen or whatever you want to call this, this B host thing. Um, we definitely haven't seen the last of it for sure. Okay, but yeah, so I guess, sorry, that was kind of a tangent off of the genetic modification, but we saw two of those. One, obviously, was just the eel dude, Turo, something like, yeah, I can't, I don't remember what his name exactly, but good-hearted dude, but obviously much more powerful, much bigger now, and cannot be stopped by Zawa's um, quirk, obviously, because it's actually a genetic modification, and... Do we? I mean, do we really think the doctor's going to come into it? We've gotten some mention of him in the anime. Do we really think like the doctor that's the secret guy, and he's in the movie as well? 
Do we really think he's kind of behind all this? Do we really think it's going to have that big of a play-in into the My Hero world? Because that's when it really goes from like, okay, this is an offshoot to like, no, this is kind of a prequel to the My Hero series. So I think I think it totally is fine if if we don't get a direct kind of confrontation. Um, the way I see it is that this could be done kind of like as a testing ground, like. He's just doing this. He's kind of testing things out and just like throwing it out into the world. And like once certain stuff starts getting serious, it's that's like in my hero proper. Um, so so I wonder if there will be that direct kind of confrontation. Like as long as we don't have that direct confrontation, I think it's still kind of separate and stuff. We're just seeing like some bigger ramifications on things that are already happening in the universe. Because like it makes sense that like during this time this thing is happening and that like uh like on the streets we would be seeing random genetic modifications yeah i can see them being like a predecessor to nomos like they're like they're trialing genetic modification in some capacity or another instead of extracting quirks they're just amplifying pre-existing ones right and I, you know what i think i'd be okay with that i think like that kind of tie-in where it's like where this is kind of played off to be a prequel anyways um I'd be I'd be totally fine with them being like, yeah, he's kind of there, but like just like in My Hero proper, he's like this over looming character, but you never see much interaction with him. I guess if, if I guess if he was, if he made any sort of appearance, he'd have more direct contact with this group than the show, more or less, up until the up until present at least. Huh. Yeah. No. I, I guess that that could make sense because like, there there isn't like anything like in the show that would be. That make it that would make it seem off limits, and in the show he's like um like such a kind of a background character like uh like Ingenium is of where like we could get that because this could be our avenue to see more about him. Yeah, which yeah, which wouldn't be a, which wouldn't be a bad thing either, right? So I'd be I'd be cool to get that exposure, and I mean like we've like we I know we've talked about a lot like seeing how okay they are with bringing in the main universe characters into this, and I mean with Aizawa being like a reoccurring character. Um, fat comes on the cover of this volume. Yeah, Fat comes on the cover of this volume, so we and we haven't seen him yet, so we know he's coming. Um, and also, like, Giren, too. Like, I mean, Giren is by no means a main character, but, like, you do know who Giren is, right? So, and by the sound... Yeah, Midnight started getting... Midnight and Mike got a lot of Midnight, uh, showtime in the last ten chapters. Yeah, and I mean, in Genium, like, I mean, he's a, like, I mean, he's a B character in the anime, but, I mean, like, we're seeing a ton of him, right? Like, I mean, and I'm okay with that, too, so... Um, I, th- I wonder what happens to Captain Celebrity because we know there's not that big of a time jump between this and like he, he I, you... I I know what happens I here's my guess my oh, guess is that he um some there's some sort of like legal thing and he gets deported back to I was gonna say he gets deported 100 percent yeah gets deported back to America <laughs> yeah yeah all my yeah I love I love his introduction and his character he's definitely growing on me but I feel like it feels weird that he is kind of all might esque i he's like kind of like a, super, a shittier version of superman but that's all might ask and that there's been like no mention of him like i would love to see in the i'm surprised like in the anime there hasn't been some like quick mention of so like, just just some like yeah like like if they've ever referenced like you know other hero society in other countries you get this nice little blip of captain celebrity like that would be great right i'd be i'd be down for that but i mean yeah i guess those are really the two big i mean is there anything else people want to go into I mean, clearly the writer has a little bit of a thing for Purs. I mean, there's an entire chapter about just beating the shit out of Purs, which I thought was a little weird, but um, the Dermstring brothers just keep coming back. They, keep, they I, perfected I, I wanted, their technique. <laughs> I wanted to talk about one of the covers, actually. 
Um, I don't remember which cover it is. Might have been twenty nine or twenty eight. Um, but the one with Koichi and Pop on the on the front, like just like in in some like winter winter jackets together. You do I it for he ships it. He does it. Yeah. The ship is already canon. What are you talking it's not, about? It's no, they're not together. They're not together, so it's not canon yet. It is. 98% canon considering she has like some deep love from him when he saved they her. Like... We need a confession scene then. We need a confession scene then. We get we just have denial right That's now. It. We have we have perpetual it's denial. It's a budding love relationship right now. It is that is as good as canon. It's not one of your other bullshit chips. Like this is <laughs> there's facts behind this. Yeah, and they need to confess already. What was the uh what was the most bullshit Something skip? dramatic has to happen first. Well, I mean, we'll get there. It's gonna happen. What was the most bullshit shift did you have? Yeah, it was the uh, what was it? Uh, no, Mineta ever finding love. That was it. Dylan thinks about that, and it'll never happen. No, he he will one day. He is gonna no. he, he he he's gonna meet a very he, is someone like Mount Lady, someone like Mount we, Lady. We are no Mount, uh, but uh, uh, anything else from the actual Vigilantes uh, manga we want to talk about for this episode. I think we kind of, I think we got deeper than we usually do. So, I mean, like, yeah. yeah. a couple good topics this week. Yeah. But, but with that, then, thank you all so much for coming back. It's nice for all three of us to be back in the groove and talking about it. And next week, have we decided what the topic is for next week yet? We need to pick on that. I think, I don't know, what we want to do, boys? Let's pick right now. We could do another character deep dive. We're doing it live right now. Jesus, yeah. Um, uh, I, we, I think, we, no, I think we have something lined up. Um, I just don't do remember we? what it was. I'm sure we do. You know, we we do have something lined up because um, um, I gave I gave I gave us all a little calendar on what we're doing. Okay, so we'll figure it out. It'll be a special episode next week. It will not be vigilantes, and you'd be surprised, just like I will. But <laughs> I did miss one part that we need to go back, and we need to pick the plus ultra recipients for this portion of chapters. James, who you got? Oh, I gotta give it to Knuckle Duster. I really do. I think I think me and Dylan gave it to him last week. I know it was it was a big it was a big debate last week whether it was between Knuckle Duster and Pop. I think, but uh, yeah, I gotta give it. I would have gave it to Pop last. Yeah, week. well, just putting mine out. There. Yeah, I know. Whatever, man. Whatever. But yeah, no, Knuckle Duster. Like, I mean, we get some depth. We get him saving his daughter, and he's surviving through it and toughing on with his wife definitely dying. So I mean, like, dude's having a rough go. And he's doing everything he can, and I think he's doing—he's going above and beyond what somebody who is quirkless would do for his family, and that's why Knuckle Duster is getting it, despite disappearing after chapter twenty-nine. Dylan, um, so uh, uh, maybe a very controversial uh, plus ultra, but my plus ultra is actually going to go to Captain Celebrity, um, because I think this this time actually shows that he is fairly well performed he's helping out society and not only that is he's picking up extra work apparently to help out our main cast he's he he is reformed into a a nice good hero at least on the surface he's not happy about it (laughs) by extra work it means work where there aren't 18 cameras recording what he's doing because remember he only does saving when it's in the spotlight not anymore not anymore apparently then why would he complain about helping Koichi? That's his job. He's Superman in this universe. It takes him 30 seconds to save Koichi. It is meaning I don't like doing work. He has a lot of people to save. He has a lot of people to save. He can't save everyone. 
There's All Might at this time still. No, don't they're give not me in the same shit. city though. They're in different cities, aren't they? No, we've seen. Well, no, we've seen like Deku's mom's in this city. No, no, they've. Aizawa's in this. City. Aizawa, okay, Aizawa's different All though. Might is, yeah. Yeah, and they they constantly refer to the location that Knuckle Duster. They're in a neighborhood. They're in a this certain neighborhood has a lot of. Yeah, he's not. You know, in the same city. He's not. They're not there. He's not there. We're he's go, not we'll, around. We'll fact. He's clearly we'll, not around. We'll fact check this. Yeah, they actually do explicitly mention that All Might is unavailable, like multiple times. To no, yeah, to come to this. Yeah, exactly. So, but like, it wouldn't be out of the world for him to come to this local neighborhood. Um, community event because you know they're in the same city and it take them three minutes to fly down there. Listen, dude, All Might's off fighting freaking all for one. He's getting in scraps with, uh, you know, with everybody else, dude. Don't don't harass my boy. Yeah, back so to my wait, original wait, point. Back yours? to my original point. Captain Celebrity still sucks. It has to go to Knuckle Duster. <laughs> there we go. Like I, I mean, I, it's a little bit of conversation from last week. It's finishing up his arc. It's just wanting to know more about him. And just no one else really did too much of these chapters. I mean, Captain Subbery did do something, but I still think he sucks, even though he is growing on me. So, that's good luck, Duster. I mean, Koichi's been plain as ever. Like, I mean, he's just doing his yeah. thing. We do we do get some, like, we do get some, like, uh, like, we got his, like, Deku moment where he, like, has, like, that introspective conversation being, like, Knuckle Duster wasn't around that much that first year. I'm, like, oh, my God, he's doing it. He's talking about how he became the greatest hero. But, like, he's just, like, he, he doesn't actually do it. But you, you know what I mean. But, all right. Now, with that, thank you all so much for coming this week's episode. We will be having a special topic episode next week that I'll post on Twitter. Otherwise, you guys will come and enjoy it next week. It'll be a good one, I'm sure. But, with that, thank you all so much for coming this week. Yeah, and make sure to tell all your friends about the Class 1A podcast and uh, hit us with a five-star review on whatever podcasting platform you listen to us on. And make sure you check out popoff.com and twitter.com slash popped underscore off for updates on this podcast and other stuff we do. But with that, that'll be all for this week's episode. We hope to see you all back in class next Saturday.